Welcome to I'm From the Internet, a podcast about something awful, the goons, and their consequences. I'm Chicago illustrator Winslow Domaine, and I'm sitting here with Jay Branstetter, who is an internet historian. And last week, we talked about The Demon Rush, a game that was posted on something awful and was was really bad. Bad in a way that, like, Henry Darger or, like, Temple OS is bad. Bad in a way that you kind of have to know everything about it because it looks like it was made by a crazy person. But it's actually pretty tight, I think. All right, look, I'm recording this after I know the whole story, so I might be a little biased, but this is part two. It's going to get real weird. We're just going to get right into it. So to kind of go back to this, this might be kind of validating. So I think you might remember once on Twitter, there was a guy named Dr. Video Games that was giving you shit. Do you remember that? I think that was his name. Oh, yeah. That guy was real mean. Yeah. So <laughs> so I have a Dr. Video Games post I found here. I thought you might enjoy reading it. I just masturbated to Cherry Venus. That's from Dr. Video Games 50. So I can't remember if 50 exactly was that one, but I'm just going to say assume it is because that's funnier. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't want to start any flame wars. He probably still listens, maybe. I don't know. He's just only, literally only ever been hostile to me, and I cannot figure out why. It's 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 like when you meet somebody who, like, they have that over-familiar degree of, like, razzing you and, like, roasting you a little bit, and you're like, no, you don't get to do that. I don't fucking know who you are. You've yeah. like you've only ever been weird and aggressive. I bet he's one of those guys who's like tarot isn't real. <laughs> like you know, oh, just, yeah, that would God, definitely vibe. Sure. He's like I'm fighting for the name of fruit truth here. Yeah, yeah, no, it, I I love it when dudes try to disprove an art project. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so after that, nope. Some people start playing the demo that it had. Uh, there's an edit. This game uses 250 megabytes of RAM somehow. Not even TF2 does that. So t- how would you yeah. do that? 250 megabytes of RAM in 2008. That's a lot. Yeah, for sure. That's a ton. And now this next one, I want to see what you said. Does the name Total Biscuit mean anything to you? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, here I have a, a uh, post by Total Biscuit. I don't know if you knew that he was a goon, but uh, yeah, he, he, I didn't know, he, he no. was. So if you want to read uh, his post there. I can't do his voice justice. I'm still broken up about the guy. Normally, I'm not the kind of person to piss on someone's hard work, but I'm convinced that no hard work went into this at all. This is less than free work quality. Hell, this is less than Flash game quality. Okay, Mr. Biscuit, there are some great Flash (laughs) games out there. But, yeah, no, Total Biscuit was a games reviewer um, from back in the day who was he he had a series called WTF is dot 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 and then like the title of the game that was like infinitely better than almost any other video game glimpse that you can get today you know like if i want to you know if i want to find out enter the gungeon what is it about well i can see if i search it i will see the trailer and then i'll see a ton of people doing like two and a half hour long let's plays of it. And I'm like, no, give me 20 minutes about what the game's about, what it feels like. Is it fun? Is there depth? And then log off. He did it better than anyone else did it. And then uh, he joined ISIS and was was killed by President Obama. Listeners, if you heard any typing noises, that was just me erasing the like next five-page essay I had about how Total Biscuit was the worst YouTuber ever, and I hate him. So that's just what that was. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure that... I, I know there's some controversy. I've, I've never him, watched like, his stuff. I just I know he existed, but that's why I wanted to bring that up. Just I recognized him, but I, I never... You know, it's one of those things where you never know how online someone is about a particular topic like that. Someone gives uh, the advice that you should have your first game be free because first games are really worth the cash unless they are awesome, which I think is pretty good. Like, I can't think of any indie game developer that didn't do that. Like, even the Undertale guy did like free stuff first. Uh, let's see. Also, let the yeah. let the listener understand I am not going to be doing that. <laughs> but yes, I think in general, I meant computer a good game. Idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is yeah. And then, uh, the next poster, I suppose, the username is PS One Hagrid, which is very good. Yes, that is funny. I like that meme is someone who kind of looks like Hagrid now. Um, somebody buy the full version. I must know what the rest of the game is like. There might be more storage rooms with crates. And yeah, so some people yeah. start buying the game just to see what it's like. So they do get some sales out of this. Yeah. What is it like a hate watch kind of thing? Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, like a let's play to show everyone how bad it is sort of. 
And uh, the two, the first two, we get some uh, some technical info about it here. Yeah, so it seems that it keeps crashing and but like runs in the background somehow. And they're using MP3s of the MIDI sound effects, and the soundtrack would be MIDI, which is like an infinitely more compressed version of. It's like you don't need to use an MP3 for like the uh, soundtrack to Super Mario Brothers 2, right? It's such a simple series of notes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 that's just kind of funny. Yeah, and also, uh, I did find a link to the soundtrack, so if you want to hear what the Demon Rush soundtrack is like, we could kind of do a quick taster of that. I mean, let's go ahead. All right, here we go. Let's go to the Demon Rush, the soundtrack. It's like one of my favorite, uh, like, like like a game of, like an RPG maker game I really like. <laughs> 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 yeah oh man this rules <laughs> yeah. okay before we even get into it it is uh the back of an exceedingly uh simple pixel art character that's brooks crack like, tackle by the way he's the trench coat that's guy. brooks cra- crack tackle okay um looking out okay so he's wearing a trench coat over black pants so he wasn't wearing black boots that's what that was however his trench coat did separate into legs not on like a skort <laughs> Uh, in the first screenshot. So that's where the misconception was. Um, over, like, he's standing looking over some hills of, like, this beautiful sunset. However, it's all conveyed uh, with just, like, very splotchy MS Paint. Well, this is, like, probably Paint Shop Pro, uh, which is, I don't know if anyone on Earth has ever used that. I Because I, I feel like I was the only person. Everybody else is doing Photoshop, but I made my way with Paint Shop Pro. Um and so it's like this looks like a finger painting going on. Uh, and then in Helvetica font across the top, not centered, it says it's uh, not centered. It's just off a little bit. It's not like cool and in the corner. It says the demon rush. And then in like a cursive ish font underneath it, it says songs from the hit game. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Press that triangle, right, man. Let's here find we out go. What this and is also, about. they helpfully labeled each track title. So, here we go. Of course. This is Absolute Siphon. Okay. Yes, it's just like plunking at the keys, but it's just like a. You just use like a little MIDI engine. Yeah. (sighs) It's very dull. It's not building to anything. This is just it. No, God, no. But play battle. Let's see what battle is all about. So this is what you hear every time Man. a battle starts. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. It's 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 very funny because it is like I I I know that Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I jump scared myself with that one by mistake. Yeah, some little like symphonic keys and some minor key piano plunking around in the background. Um it's very funny because like as a kid, you look at Say you're playing Castlevania, uh, Circle of the Moon, or Harmony of Dissonance, or Aria of Sorrow, right? Like, any of the Castlevania games on Game Boy, you think that, like, oh, there must just be a machine that you can, like, plunk out really fast, like, this great music on it. You, I, I don't think a lot of kids realize that, like, people have, like, PhDs and they were, like, our master's degrees in music, and they were creating this stuff for Game Boy Advance games. Like, they're incredibly richly detailed worlds. And that the art is super time-intensive. And at putting all together is this enormous amount of work. As somebody who likes it when people do things that they are not prepared to do, I 
Ezio, especially in the world of art. I don't hate that they tried this. I, I, it is bad, but I don't think that they are a bad person. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm waiting to see how they handle the criticism and what they do because there's got to be another shoe to drop in this. Yeah, and I will say like as a connoisseur of like of like RPG music, video game music, and stuff like my thing is the thing that makes this suck to me is that they're very obviously trying to sound like what they think like Japanese RPG music should sound like. Like this is trying to be like an epic like Final Fantasy style score, but it's just uh-huh. being done very badly. Like one of my favorite video game soundtracks of all time is the one by Lisa, which is made by a guy who um who literally he made it in the demo version of fruity loops <laughs> and like it was oh, the first time okay. he ever made a soundtrack and it's incredible and apparently like if you're familiar with that software it's even funnier because it's all just like the stock sounds being used in really weird ways so like yeah yeah no i'm very i'm very familiar with fruity loops that was a good chunk of my childhood i'm not gonna play anymore because the, the songs are just all like that we got that so speaking of his reaction so now here we go july 26 2008 at uh 5:44, just over an hour after first making the thread the d shows up again and says despite how harsh most all the responses are i have been paying attention to what people have been saying the price has been lowered to 9.99 canadian the thing is is that like this isn't you need to fix this game it's that they they didn't make a game you can't tell somebody to go fix your inspiration you know, because like, oh God, there. I think it was an article about Caroline Calloway, who is like this infinitely collapsing neutron star of a failed influencer. And there was an interesting line because a publisher like signed a deal with her to like write a book because she has a shitload of followers and they're all just very chuggy white ladies that want to buy you know, books that they'll put on their shelf that don't have any words in them kind of thing. You know, the publisher said, I don't think she wants to write a book. I think she she wants to have written a book. And I think that's a very telling way of looking at it. Right. Like she doesn't want to actually do the things. She just wants to have the notoriety and the feeling of accomplishment. And a lot of this is just like you, you if you're going to make games, you're going to love it. I mean, like, you don't have to love it, but, like, you have to, like, do all of the parts to it. Okay, how do I put it? In in comedy, there's, like, virtually no way that you can, like, break out, right? Uh, there's, there's, like, no reliable way that you can break out, right? Um, you could do, you could headline every single festival in the country and not get any... Uh, like weekend spots or or like get a, a successful I am just doing comedy kind of career out of it, right? But JFL is a comedy festival where there's a ton of industry there. And so the pressure is enormous to get JFL, JFL, JFL. Just for laughs is like the big fucking thing. And then people will get that and they'll get their spot. They, they made it through the fucking process. They did 10, 15 years of comedy and they wrote their very best stuff. They auditioned for it. They get picked like one or two people from the city of Chicago get to go to JFL and then they go to JFL. They're in Montreal to tell jokes and they go on stage. It's a packed fucking show filled of them with nothing but the most valuable people in comedy. And they murder. They do great. They all over their jokes land. And then nothing happens. And then they realize that this whole time they had been struggling, slaving away to try to get this big thing. Because they think, once I'm at the top, once I'm at JFL, I can coast. I can finally rest. I can finally catch up on sleep. And then they get there and then it... You know, maybe they already had enough people. Maybe they already had a guy with his ethnic background. Maybe they already had enough women or whatever. They filled out their demographics sheets and they don't pick you. You don't get any weekends. 
and then you go back home and you're just a normal person. And that makes people quit comedy in droves. Vast majority of people will get JFL and realize that it doesn't do anything for them substantially. And then it just like breaks their hearts. And then they realize that, oh, fuck, I should have been having fun and loving it the whole time instead of just struggling the whole way. And so when you see stuff like this, it's someone who like, I want to have a game. I don't want to have to do the art or whatever. And I don't want to have to like create dialogue and like the music is stupid. I don't want to have to worry about that, but I want to have a game. And it's like, no, 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 no. You got to love the whole thing. And it's very funny when you see people who have tricked themselves into not having fun. Dang, that's really, that's really beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and uh, let the record state, I have not done comedy in a little bit now because I'm so focused on my card game. So, you know, there are multiple paths to being disillusioned with yeah, the scene. Yeah, some perspective. That's good. That's cool. I'm glad. And I guess my, just to add my little bit on that is I will say, like, you know, one thing I encounter a lot as a furry is where people are like, they'll have their original characters and always be like, oh, no one cares about my characters. They'll be like, oh, whenever I post about my characters, nobody interacts with it or whatever. I'm always like, yeah, because nobody cares about characters when they're just characters that exist. People care about characters, like, when they're in things, or, like, when you use them in things, where it's like, yeah, if, like, if you're talking about your character or whatever, you know, it's like, it's like a dream. Like, it might be really cool for you to have experienced or thought of, but it's like, if you're telling someone else, it's like, there's got to be a reason for them to care. Whereas if it's like, if right, your character yeah. is in something, or even if it's just, like, your icon, like, even if you're, like, a musician and you use them as your, art, you know, your thing or whatever, like, your songs are about them, and yeah, that helps with that. Whereas, like you said, they want to be an author without having written anything like in this case it's like you know you want to you want to be you want to be a popular without making something that will make you popular in the first place it's just like it doesn't really happen i mean yeah you, you gotta love the whole thing we're gonna learn a little bit more about how the demon rush was made so um, people find out that, that that the D had been posting about their game development in a game development thread there. So we're going to learn a little bit about how they made the Demon Rush, So it's just going to kind of, you know, be very entertaining here. So these are posts that the D made. Um, so here we go. My game is also on low budget as I'm still paying for university. This is what I've been using over the past three years of working on it. So they worked on this game for three years. Number one, Torque Game Engine, $150, then in parentheses, not in use for my game anymore. So that's another fun thing is they spent a bunch of money on a bunch of stuff and then they wound up not actually using it in the game. So another kind of like did not think this through. Torque Game Builder, $100, not in use for my game anymore. Game Maker, full version, $50. I had no credit card back then, so I ended up paying at the bank, hence the higher cost, still in use. So they paid all that and then wound up using a $50 program. So this was made in Game Maker. Yeah, I've never heard of Torque. Game Space, $400. Not in use for my game anymore. Sibelius, $800. Took a huge chunk of money I could have used elsewhere, but this is probably one of the best purchases for the game. And that's an audio engineering software thing, Sibelius. Then below that, Audacity, free, <laughs> headset microphone, $40. So, first off, this is formatted like the drill tweet about the candles. Just like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it very much is. Because we start off with, that's 250 That's $650 worth of things that they're just not using. You know, that's... that's yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm developing an indie so... game. Engine, $50. Sound editing, $800. Headphones, $40. Please help me. My game is failing. Like, Right, like, chiptunes. You do not need... An $800 piece of software to make this happen. I mean, granted, look, there are a lot of free resources now. Maybe there weren't nearly as many then, but still, I mean, this is a little embarrassing. Also, they go into their more development skills. Examples of what I use to make sound effects. So I like this. So it kind of doing that instead of just using free sound effects, they made them all themselves. So equip change, slammed a coin into a small jar of coins, fire, crinkled a plastic bag. Wind. In res one year, I was living in an apartment-style building. I had the window open a crack, and you could hear the wind. I just had the microphone record a minute of it and use the best parts. Slash. Ripped paper. Hit. Knocked hand on desk. Earth. Slam drawer. Water. Used seashore instrument on Sibelius. Explosion. Popped plastic bag sealed with air. 
I admire the ingenuity, but at the same time, this is kind of just like, again, with like, it's supposed $800 on the civilian studio. It's like they could have just used free sound effects. Especially since they mentioned that they were paying for, struggling to pay their, their like college bills. They're like, don't use the free sound effects. Make your own. Find ways to do that. That's cool. So I, I, I don't know. I kind of like that. I always, I also really like that, like the, the sound of the giant ants in Fallout 3 was just like a chip bag being crinkled really close to the microphone, you know? And it gives like, you get the, <laughs> like that sound of it like that. And it, I didn't know it, that's what that was. That's I, really neat. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the, the sound of the, when you have like the little mini nuke launcher that like fires like a tiny little baby yeah. nuke and then it, it goes ding right when you shoot it. Uh, that's the sound of the lunch bell at the Bethesda studio. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, there's lots of little things in there that are like kind of, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't, make it yourself. I was, I was not disrespecting the fine uh, field of foley work there. I was just this, this oh, particular. Sure. Well, yeah, foley foley work is awesome. That stuff's always so cool. Also, some people start putting out uh, their website doesn't validate, which is like a big security risk for bu- spending money online. Uh, uh, here's here's a here's a really snotty one there. If you want to read that, hope you didn't quit college to make this. If you did, I hope you have the phrase "Would you like fries with that?" memorized, uh. which is the. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was that yeah. was a classic right there. Yeah, that's like the no fat chicks of like Burns or whatever. That, that's there's wow. I, yeah, I that mean, was a real blast from the past, right there. Yeah, yeah. God, that's really that's embarrassing. But, uh, f- I say a fun one here was um uh, from there was that someone dug up the game's uh, end user license agreement, and one of the points you have to agree with number seven. It says the end user may not violate any law, rule, or regulation of any country. So I just like how overreaching this is. Like, if you play this game, you can't break any laws ever. Yeah, I am. I like to think that, like, you know, somebody in Texas plays this game and then, like, doesn't respect the Sabbath and then, like, Lichtenstein sends their <laughs> fucking forces to get him and he also loses his his copy of this game all at once. Oh, yeah. This Brooks Crack Tackle shows up on screen and is like, you're, yeah, Brooks you're under arrest, mate. Uh, someone points out that they're not from Canada. It's, okay, Cecil Tron says, This isn't from Canada. It's from Ontario. Don't drag the rest of us down in the mud with this uh, interactive application that tells a story to some extent. So we get some shots fired among the provinces there. Yeah. I don't really get Canadian, uh, you know, the Canadian re- regional stuff aside from everyone hating Quebec. That's the only one I know. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. I just know that the French are uh, always causing problems up there. Yeah. Or maybe they are not the problems. I don't know. Don't really care. There's like 600 people in all of Canada. So, I mean, really, who cares? <laughs> and all of them listen to the show. Thank you, all of you. We will apologize on the Patreon. And you have to subscribe to oh, hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and I want you to read this one just so I can tell you about the guy who made, the guy who did this. You can make an ugly game. Just make it look like a stylized NES game. Sigvater did this with the controversial Muslim massacre, and it was received well. <laughs> First off, what a sentence! What a sentence! Yeah, <laughs> the well received yeah. controversial comma 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 and was received well yeah. is very funny. Yeah, that is definitely like we could do an episode about Sigvater, but it would have to be like a real like after dark episode because he is like real edgy and unpleasant in a way that would like. I don't know, like, I'd have to very carefully curate that one if we did it. Because basically, he was, like, a really edgy guy, even by the standard. Yeah, he, he did make a game called Muslim Massacre. That was, like, an actual thing he did. And yes, that actually, it's it's exactly what you think it is. He was he was super edgy. Uh, and he, he, he got banned for, uh, like I said, it might be an episode, so I don't want to spoil it. I, I mean, yeah, that doesn't. Doesn't surprise me. He sounds like he's a big fan of uh, what is Anders Brevnik or Brevnik or whatever yeah. it is. We do no research on this podcast, <laughs> so I don't even know all my mass shooters. I'm loading this in an interactive debugger and checking out all the poo-poo he's got loading. So someone loads up in their computer. They find out this program is running Direct3D9, what appears to be Netscape 2.0, Direct3D8, 16 different sound font not found handlers, a CD audio engine, printer support, and a registry editor lib, and then edit Hebrew character sets. <laughs> so, uh, all that extra stuff is on. running in the background of this game. That is amazing. That is just a grab bag. That is a, a Brooks tackle box <laughs> of just insane bullshit, because we Direct3D9 and 8, 
I don't know. Maybe there are times when you need both. I don't know how that shit works. But probably not. Netscape 2.0. <laughs> How? In 2008. In 2008. Even then, that was, that's like, that's like what, what was it? When, when Cleop, even to, like the pyramids were old, even to Cleopatra or some shit like that. Like they're, that's ancient history, even then. And then 16 different like problems with his, uh, his sounds not lining up. A CD audio engine, which is completely useless. Printer support. And a registry editor, which is, like, really dangerous, because uh, that could get into the guts of your whole fucking system. And a Hebrew character set. This truly has everything. It's like the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, true. Like, this is, of course, you would. this wouldn't work. It's got all of these things in it. Yeah, and like people were talking about earlier, they were starting it up. It was just immediately crashing and leaving two, a 250 megabyte process in the background. So this is what all that was. That rules. All this extra junk. So we're getting to the end of the goons making fun of it because this thread went on for a long time and we, they kind of start repeating themselves. So I didn't find, kind of summarize all the mockery and the details of, at the end, they made, someone made a trailer for the Demon Rush. So this is the goon okay. created uh, trailer for the Demon Rush. I'm going to load it up for you here. That That's, uh, <laughs> that's a, a picture of Cherry Venus from the game that, that actually is uh, real. Again, the the main screen is just this exceedingly bad fucking uh, clip, like uh, pixel art. Uh, uh, Cher- uh, Cherry Venus is now blonde and has a very tight, almost like ribbon of what is it? What's it? is it? Baklava? Is it where you you kind of weave the bread? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, babka, babka. Yeah, that's what it is. Maybe I don't know. Uh, just a very dense braid. She's. Uh, Holding a knife, and again, the like anime 101 expressionless fucking face. This is it's it's real bad, <laughs> yeah. And that's official art from the game, so here we go. Ah, you are gonna get cool. to see some fan art in this, which is very fun. But she has all five fingers, which rules coarse language and pixelated blood and gore. It's been three years since the demon started to <laughs> rush. Fuck yeah. My family. It's footage from... I lost my mind and nearly got kicked out of the army. Uh, Some other movie. There's a new hope in me too. The SS Pursuit. They say that it can stop the rush. My squadron is our last hope. (laughs) Oh, God. God help anyone who stands in our way. Dragoon Entertainment presents... So this is your first time seeing the game in motion. That is what it looks like. This is rough. It's exactly what I was expecting, but it's very bad. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) Intense battles. And there's just, like, nothing going on on the screen. No animations. All very chunky. (laughs) This person thinks the Matrix is real. (laughs) Uh, yeah, this is like... Yeah, oh, okay, cool. Hebrew character set. And then it shows the, the error screen of the game crashing. That's awesome. I mean, there's just too much to go over yeah. in the... My name is Brooks. Here, Black. get some of the fan art. <laughs> Your last rule of defense against the Demon Rush. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... It's awesome when people who hate your shit know it better than you do. <laughs> you oh, yeah. know what I mean? And luckily, oh, we're going to get fun. a couple of those. Like, the Cyborg Clock is the king of them, undisputedly. But we get a couple other ones like that. So we have more of those to look forward to in the future. That's awesome. So basically, at the end, there's basically two different directions that goons go into. We have people who support them and people who bash them. Even while still, like, some of the, like, here, I kind of put, like, an exemplary of each one. So do you want to read the positive one or the negative one? 
I will read both. All right. That one guy, probably not the musician, probably just somebody with the same name. Well, D, you're getting a lot of poo-poo, but unfortunately, I think it's largely deserved. However, it's cool that you wanted to do something and went through with it and took the effort to do it, etc. Many people just talk about wanting to write a game or story or whatever and don't actually do anything about it. So at least be proud that you did something and thank these goons for being harsh on you so that there can be no doubt that you will get nowhere trying to sell this game. Learn as much as you can from this. Ask what in particular sucks and how you can do it better, perhaps. And do not just get defensive or strike back at the goons for their brutality. Just relax and let this happen, and you will be better for it. And then another commenter said, You are part of the problem. Anytime a goon posts any sort of creative work, people fawn over them and congratulate them on having the guts to do what so many people wish they could do. Stop encouraging people to sell their crap on the forums. You are beyond delusional. Snap out of it and scrap this project. So yeah, we got those two extremes. Yeah. I mean, it's I, 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 but I kind of agree that there are sometimes it we, if you celebrate mediocrity, you're just going to get consistently mediocrity. You know, some people start bad and get better for sure, and that there's a lot of people who start bad and stay bad. For the entire time, and the world... I don't know if we need that. Speaking of people who start bad and stay bad, um, so I wrote this doc in April of 2023, uh, so we're nearly 15 years later. hell yeah. I included a link to dragoon.ca. I'm going to open up... That's a live link. It's not to archive.org, and I'm going to open that link right now. So here we go, to (laughs) dragoon.ca. They've moved on to uh, a quasi-3D realm. Uh, this is insane yeah. to see a website that looks like it was made it in It looks Geo like it was made in GeoCities, but this the last so update bad. was April 10th, 2023, which was two weeks ago. So I'm, I'm going to go back because we're going to go through some of this one by one here. But yeah, so here we are. So the, they, are, they are still active. The D's real name is James Silvestri, and he is still to this very day active as an indie game developer. Uh, in that most recent blog post, like I mentioned. Um, so yeah, he's still putting out games. He's put out a total of seven games in 15 years. So um, almost a game oh, every man. two years. So the entire time that my ex from when I was 15 has been stalking and harassing me, Jane Silvestri has been minding his business and flourishing. <laughs> like doing his own goddamn thing. Is it good? Almost certainly not. Is it clear that he's stolen uh, the... He's given... He's got Charizard and Link and a noob Cybot plus Mario I'm so glad that you noticed Legally Distinct Charizard, because I was going to point that out if you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these are all... But the characters are so basic that there's no way... I mean, like... Nobody would copyright. And it's so funny because even though they're in three so D, fucking dull. Yeah. It's like copywriting a stick. And it's so funny because even though they're in three D, they're still super recognizably the same style as those really crude two D illustrations. Like you could tell it's the same guy doing like the same type of art, but just now it's in three D. Yeah, it's it is very funny when you when you see somebody advance into another thing that they're also shit at. Yeah, like I included a picture from Sylvester's page where it's like screenshots of their games next to each other, and it's like a really bad Animorphs cover where the first one is like the Demon Rush sprite, and the second one is like a bigger sprite from a game called Skylight, and the third one is in three D, and it's still that same type of like very flat, unexpressive emoji face and like the noodle arms, but in three D now. Yeah, I mean. I don't, I, it's, it's just, there's, seems to be very little emotional depth to this stuff. Like, that's why I don't really get into the, like, a lot of the Final Fantasy and the Kingdom Hearts bullshit, because it is like, look, I can get into, like, Warhammer 40k, because at least there's a patina of, like, depth to it, right? But with so much of, like, the JRPG stuff, it's just, like, very intensely geared towards 15-year-olds and so every storyline is the most overwrought emotional bullshit you've ever heard, right? And so this stuff, it just looks like every single thing has got to be the end of the world, and it's all an action piece, and it's all very, very, very bland. Yeah, there's a reason I haven't included any story or prose stuff in this, because, yeah, it is just like 
every every JRPG trope smashed together. The one wrinkle about this is that the developers from Canada and all of these take place in Canada. So there's like all these like <laughs> it's specifically in Canada. All the different organizations like part of the Canadian government. There's all these like weird regional references to places and like culture stuff. I don't get. But yeah, that's like the one thing is they're writing like super super uh, anime stuff, but it, it's all set in Canada. It's because like oh that's where I live, so I want it to happen there. That's very funny. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's like the there's an Onion article about uh, a semi truck driver has a great idea for a semi truck movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like very specifically, like no, this is the shit that I like. Other people are gonna like it when I talk about it. I it's mean, like, you ever know that's that's that works sometimes. You ever you know, know? That, that's it worked for Dan Brown. He was like, huh, I should write about all this like dumb bullshit I researched, and then he became the Da Vinci Code guy. Yeah, writing about basically a self insert. Uh. Anyways, I can't talk about airport fiction now. We got to talk about so Dragoon Entertainment still working somehow on the PlayStation Four. They wound up getting their games on Sony's storefront. No fucking way! That's like so hard. The PlayStation Four and the PS Vita. Yeah, somehow I opened a link to it right here on the official store.playstation.com. Still right now, Skylight Free Range by Dragoon Entertainment, four ninety nine on the PS Four. Okay, so but watch out. Rated M. This is mature <laughs> for blood drug reference. One, one drug reference. drug reference. Nudity, sexual themes, strong language, use of alcohol and tobacco, and violence. Now I don't know if it works like in like like uh, ingredients labels where like they're in order of prominence within the package. Yeah, but a that drug reference would by necessity have to be very big. Yeah. They would have to be referring to, like, the largest drug we've ever seen. That's funny. Jesus, I can't, like, see, that's, that's like, the fucking scourge of modern gaming, is, like, there used to be a time when I would open up Steam or whatever, and I would be like, okay, what are the top 100 games? What's on sale for, like, the Steam's summer sale? And it would just be, like, thoughtful, interesting, good games, and then a bunch of shit that was, like, maybe good for somebody, but not for me. Right. And now it's just this glut of like tens of thousands of just like just games is shoveled out, just shat onto the fucking page, just unfinished dog shit. It's it's the same thing that happened with Amazon. We're like, okay, oh, yeah. I'm looking for a looking for like a, a footstool on Amazon, and suddenly there's like 300 different people making the same footstool with unpronounceable names, and they're all made of plastic, and it all just crumbles the second that you buy it. You know, yeah, it's like, all, it just got overall with bootlegs and third leggers. Yeah, or like the thing that always shocks yeah. me is, is Nintendo because Nintendo, even until very recently, Nintendo was like very selective about what they like get released on it. Now you can go on the Nintendo eShop, and they just straight up sell games with like hentai in the title and it's like yeah which is crazy because nintendo was so protective yeah of their branding for so long that like yeah. when Nint- i remember when they first put like manhunt on the wii i was like really that's really crazy because like that's a really adult violent game and their whole branding for forever has been like let's aim towards like kids and so yeah, they just like said fuck it, and they opened the tides, and now it's just like I'm trying to find games for 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 somebody right now, and it's just like there's just so much bullshit, and this would be one of them. Though I would, I kind of want to play it out of morbid curiosity now. Yeah, although if you, although if you do want to see what you. the game is like without playing it, I have some good news because uh, because this game made it to PlayStation, it wound up becoming a minor sensation with like YouTubers and streamers. Of course, so big namers like Jim Sterling or uh, Adam from Your Movie Suck have have done videos on Dragoon Entertainment and this game Skylight Free Range and Skylight Free Range Two. So yeah, there's like a Jim quiz, there's like a Jim Press video on it. Adam did like a full playthrough of it with like commentary. Retro Pals did what did a video on it. That's very good. I'll recommend them as streamers. So yeah, in a weird way, by Dragoon wound up becoming like more well known than the majority of indie games made by goons just out of infamy because this game was like so so weird and bad um, and just like inexplicable. Because I'm going to show you a video of what their most recent game looks like just to give you a feel what the 3D games look like. But but it's so interesting and weird, even if it's not good. That as a piece of like outsider art, it has like a weird little following now. Yeah, I okay, because I I do like that. I like you know, I mean, it's it's like a Henry Darger. It's it's a yeah. Neil it was Green. very apropos that you mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, like this Jim Sterling video has two hundred forty nine thousand views. So like 
a lot of people know about this and there's a final detail here because like when I started telling people about this, a lot of people were like, "Wait, that started on something awful." So that was like very interesting oh, to find out this okay. like a thing that people know about that yeah has a stealth something awful origin. That's interesting. Yeah, because is I mean, and also Jim Sterling. Well, well, I, Jim Sterling transitioned. So we're we're looking yeah. at. I mean, I, hate I, th- she, I, I think Jim Stephanie Sterling is what she does now on forward. It's like I, uh, well, she's okay. like I know people are going to refer to me by old name. I'm okay with that. And then it's just like the full thing is like that. That's why. That's why. Like th- that's what the YouTube name is displayed as now. I took a screenshot of it right now. So oh yeah, okay. it's not well, like an old screenshot. Yeah, she's um she's very interesting. Uh, and I I desperately trying to get her to notice the mayor of Silent Hill because <laughs> it's. It I, I feel like so much of my other stuff has been like ripped off by other people that like how has a, a YouTuber like a Silent Hill, even like a minor account, not done like a little like scroll through the mayor of Silent Hill? I put like I've made produced weird spooky videos and like I've done years of jokes, hyper specific Silent Hill jokes on this shit and nobody I feel like nobody's fucking noticed. Uh, but, yoink. Uh, thanks for the idea. Yeah. <laughs> maybe after yeah. I do my my li- my blind live read of the Terra Restless, maybe I'll do one for the Mayor of Silent oh, Hill. Do account. not do that. <laughs> <laughs> nobody we don't we don't need that. <laughs> and so I guess to kind of tie this all into a nice button, uh so uh their current project is a remake of the Demon Rush titled The Demon Rush Legends Corrupt. So however, I do yeah. like that the screenshot that you have here is just called The Demon Rush Leg. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here. So I'm gonna open up this is a link to their um to the trailer for the Demon Rush Legends Corrupt. So th- this is what Demon Rush looks like in 3D. And I think this is like four minutes long, so I'm not going to play all of it, but we're going to get to see just, okay, so this is two minutes, eight seconds. I'll let you tap out when you've had enough, okay? Oh, boy. Okay, Okay. so it's got the mature blood, sexual themes, nudity, which, God forbid. There we go. Who knows what that's going to look like? Oh, God, I didn't even think about that with this graphical style. (laughs) I, okay... Oh, okay, that's tight. Hold on. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, dude, this is fucking. There's so much shit going on. I know! On here. It's it's ridiculous. Okay, this is a fascinating fucking twist at the end. Because we're like at the end of the story, and I feel like we could talk for another hour. Um, okay. So, like, in the first six seconds of this video, there's so much interesting shit going on. Uh, so, we have like the, the warning on like violence and blood, right? And then. The first thing is, it's a, again, an exceedingly dull background. Like, this person does not care about the aesthetics of gaming. Um, and, again, the, the we have Brock Bing Bong, or whatever the fuck his name is, with the with the skirt on, running around with a shotgun. Uh, the, the person in all black, right? So it's we're into an all 3D environment. We have two characters at the top left of the screen. Uh, with their the amount of health that they have, and like ostensibly, you could maybe swap out between these characters, right? Um, and one of them is running around with a shotgun. The other guy looks like he's using a paint spackle. I don't know what the fuck. Um, then they're they're fighting a, a, a trio of demons that are all like just beige, and they have very simple faces. There's like two lines and a and a, and a line for a mouth, right? But it, fascinating on the top right of the screen, there are two directional things uh one is a is a triangle that says siphon mind and body which might be like an ability thing and then right next to it there's a a a square or a diamond rather that would be fire or water wind and earth right so that's just the first scene and then you can but it's like you shoot the deem the the brock or the Brooke, the guy, shoots the demon. He goes flying backwards. He does, like, splash damage. He, then there's uh, the extreme... There's a scene of a very basic spaceship coming into landing called the SS Pursuit. Um, there's a ton of really active, like, 3D combat going on with, like, numbers flying all over the place. So he's, like, completely transitioned out of the the, the turn-based stuff. Um, he's got like dogs. Their their joints are pointed backwards, so that means he's never seen a dog. Because there's no dogs in Canada. Um, all these numbers going on. Really funny that the characters in the non combat portion of the game still run right behind each other in perfect sequence in single file lines. 
Um, my favorite part of the first 10 seconds is a crowd of people that are getting fought. They all have their own health bars and there's somebody who just got turned into like a fountain of gore. And then a taxi cab comes out of nowhere and just smashes into all of them, which is like, I, I, I we've only watched 12 seconds, right? And I kind of want to do it for this whole thing. But what what's so interesting about this is that we have seen the blossoming of someone who it, it was impossible to tell that the D at the start of this, whether or not they were like crazy or just like bad. They're just bad at art. They're bad at the game. Like their first stuff sucked. It looked really stupid. Fine. Whatever. Like there's a trillion bad artists in the world. We don't, doesn't really matter. Right. But what we've seen is that, they they had like the the two paths available to them, which is one you you continue to do it and you don't grow. Well, I guess the third path would be uh, that you quit, right? You quit or you continue to do it and you continue to make low key like low grade bullshit art. And then the main path, which is where you continue to do it and you actually turn into something really good, uh, and you like you work really hard and get better. Um, and the D found a way to do the same level of like bad shit but crazier and bigger and more fully imagined. And that can be the most fun shit in the world. Like this is a, this is fully done and it looks kind of tight. Like it looks like shit, but it looks really, it just tickles something yeah, inside like, of me like because the, they the really nicest put way, it together. This is the nicest way I could say this, but the interface has like real strong, like crazy person interface energy to it. Like, yeah, like the Temple OS thing yeah. is spot on. Like everything is just so busy and dense. Like if you've ever seen Ola Lilia's platformer game listener, uh-huh. it, it has yes, very similar, very similar platform, like vibes to the platform master. And also like, yeah, like it, also there's no textures. Everything is just flat colors on the polygons. It's so weird looking. No textures anywhere. And this is like peak uh, like schizo posting. Uh, like I, I mean, you, they might be revealed in the dialogue more than the actual gameplay, but this looks like just somebody who is like very disconnected from reality made this. Um, and it's, I kind of love that shit. Like I was just posting earlier today that like no horror movie has ever unnerved me or freaked me out as well as like schizos on the internet have, you know, like the guy who called everybody and texted everybody that like, the Holy Spirit has entered my body like a body my same size, like me walking into you or you walking into me. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Oh, Jesus, Horror movies yeah. can never touch that, right? So, anyways, this is fascinating. I'm clicking play again. Yeah. So we have a fountain of blood. Um, more, like, environmental effects. Really fast gameplay. Just all sorts of shit going on. Cars apparently play a strong role into it. Lots of enemy designs. And again, this is Canada. Demons this is modern-day Canada. Modern day Canada, very crazy. This is like, it looks like it was the first MMM, like online MMO. It kind of has RuneScape vibes to it with all like the flat colors everywhere. Flat colors, really intense. It's very funny to see like Charizard in what looks like a morph suit. Just really like, it, it seems like a game that would be extremely hard to like get very good at. Why do cars play such an intense role in this? That's so weird. Well, like, I went to the trouble to make one. I just got to make the use of that. So it's just everywhere now. And like, there's so many things we could be commenting on that there's like, it's impossible to like the text is like virtually unreadable on the screen. Cause it's so clunky. Like this video looks like it was severely scaled up. There's people like kneeling and combat is like really frenetic and there's tons of stuff going on. Like in a lot of video games, one of the ways that they can make combat combat simpler is that uh, they they will only allow a certain number of characters to engage with you at once, uh, so that you're not like just mobbed by people, uh, because that can be you know uh, like in real life that can be really hard to get out of. Um, but in this, there's just like shit going on, and it's numbers everywhere, and like this very dense vomit of information in an in, in, in otherwise totally opaque world. Like they're fighting on a rectangle, right? So can I keep playing ground recon? There's some shit going on indoors. There's like, again, more cars and swords and like people 
It looks like uh, the game where you bounce around cars and you're playing soccer with cars. Yeah, I get what you mean. Just, yeah, like, it must have, it with all of the tools available to game makers right now, this person must have worked hard to make it as bad as, look as bad I as I it think does, they programmed this right? from scratch. I don't think this is made in a pre-made engine, which is part of why it looks oh, so weird crazy. and crazy. Yeah. Okay, fascinating. Lots of, like, crazy area attacks. Very interesting. Oh, there's just so much shit going on. They can, like, you can summon up trees from the ground for some reason. This looks like in a game that would be, like, it would take years to understand, let alone get good at. Wait, what was on the wall back there? Honor, determination, and will. Okay, I thought that said something else. It, it's, it's like you're looking at a 7th grader's notebook when he's just gotten into manga, but they turned it into, like, a whole thing. Fascinating. Jesus, that was a that was a ride. My it God. really is, yeah. And if you go to YouTube yourself, listener, and want to watch that, I know it's unfortunately uh, Dragoon Canada, the YouTube channel, they only have 89 subscribers. So, yeah, if you're there, you know, hit that subscribe button. I feel like they could use some encouragement because I definitely want to see everything they put out after this because this was just like, yeah, this was fun. And also, the thing is also, they already put out their remake of the Demon Rush a year ago. This is an expansion pack that they're putting out now. So they did that, and also, he's written several novels. So that's how I learned his real yeah, name. So yeah, he's on, on Amazon, he's written three novels. I put the covers here as like my sort of ending bit. So, first novel, Tenebris Conquest. Uh, so this is going to get to look at their non-pixel art. Okay, yeah, so it's like, it's extremely basic. Uh, God, what are we even Looks like it was like made with the burn like tool. Yeah, so it's just like a shadowy background with some teeth, and then like a very strange angle of a hand holding a sword that looks like it was cropped very poorly. Yeah. And the second one, Tenebris Desolation. So it's the same sword just stuck in the snow, and it's just like a photo of the snowy north. They just, they didn't even try. They, uh, these are very... yeah. Man, what is it about self-published books that look like self-published books? Yeah, it's books? always like this or stock photos. Like, yeah. yeah. And also, I guess for, for, the Kingdom, for the Kingdom Hearts fans out there, this cover, it's very obviously just stolen from the, key, from the, uh, the Keyblade graveyard from Kingdom Hearts 3. So just, just even more uninspired than it looks like. And the final one, Tenebris Purification, which I like this one. Which is just like a purple miasma spiral with... A, a pair of eyes looking at you, but the eyes have been whited out, so they're very like angelic or godlike. But it's—I am willing to bet that's. James's I was going to say that is—that de- has to be James's face right there. It's like if James right. took a picture of their face, edited out their eyes, and put it in front of like an earthbound, earthbound battle screen, just like a purple swirl. Yeah, it just looks like uh, the the back of the magic. No, is it magic or is it Yu Gi Oh? That's got the little. Spiral. Oh, yeah, it's a Yu Gi Oh background right there. It's like if they made it purple. Yeah, so it's. it's yeah, it's, it's a little... Yes. This is very strange. Yeah, that's that's just the note I wanted to end on. I figure since we had so much fun with their games... That's just fantastic. Cool. So yeah, James Silvestri, you know, a successful goon creator in spite of it all. Someone who's still working at it. And yeah, I definitely... I am morbidly interested. Like, if I ever got a PlayStation 4... Because that's what they do. Their, their games aren't available on PC. They aren't good enough to be on PC. But they but they got on PS4. So if you ever get, a, get advanced to a PS4, or I don't know if PS5 can play PS4 stuff, but yeah, it's five bucks. Maybe I, I'm interested. I might watch a play for it looks really interesting and I would like to see someone give it an honest, not mean, not snarky playthrough. Because I think that like it started off bad and empty, right? But now that we see so much more of it, I bet that if we actually had uh, had more access to James and his mind, we would find a Eulalulia type of person or a Temple OS type of person. Or maybe we would find like a more, I hate to say the phrase, higher functioning, but... Uh, maybe somebody like the the guys that make Dwarf Fortress, you know, where they they are just super extremely into the one thing that they're into to the point where like they just have tunnel vision for everything else because like clearly they're fucking into it 
And now I feel like this is a work of art that we could like really explore, you know? Yeah. I feel so much less invested in, I don't know. I think art diminishes the more people you get involved in it. So like, a movie, yeah, you have a bunch of actors, and then you have set designers, and you have this, and then you have that. And, like, yeah, there are some films that have, like, a great amount of, like, emotional depth to them. Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying not that they don't, right? But, like, when you have, like, hundreds of people all holding their hand on the, uh, you know, the the um, Ouija compass thing, whatever you call it, like, it's not going to move very much, Right. And so when, when, when you get access to, like, the pure mind of a creator, fascinating. Like, that's so interesting to me. Because there's, like, there's so many different choices that one person made here. And I think that's just terribly interesting. That's why all my stuff is, is I do solo. Because I, I, I just want to, like, give people a glimpse into my own mindset, you know? So I, I don't know. I, I think that this could be very interesting and you just have to like scoop out all of the generic RPG stuff. It's like if you just if you just forget all of that and tell me the fucking story that you truly, truly, truly want to do. Forget the format. I just want to know. I want to I want to dig around. Yeah, this. I, I might play this if I if I find a way to play it. I might. Yeah, play you want to like go like a time machine and like swat the PlayStation controller out of his hand as a seven year old. Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 right. that RPG stuff. That's all we have for you. You can find us on IFTI Pod on Twitter. You can find us. Uh, you can find me specifically on Twitter at Winslow Dumain, and on Instagram I'm at Calculations. I'm still posting updates on the uh, card game and things like that. I also have uh, a bunch of new uh, designs coming out that I haven't announced yet because I'm still making things. I'm spending the the summer doing shows. Um, like doing like expos and stuff like that all over the country. If you want to know more about that, you just go to my website and I have a little tour section where you can see all the dates. I'm going to be in Indianapolis soon and new Orleans and so on. Um, we have the Patreon. If you want to support us on the Patreon, that would be very cool. Uh, all the money really goes to Steve and Jay. If you want to support me, um, I have my entire website and all of the uh, things that I make, and you can just buy something from there, and I will appreciate it. I'm still doing the chaos packs where you give me $30, and I'll send you $40 of things that I make, as well as just a few random things from my apartment. So there's a good chance you'll get some uh, some very strange shit hidden in your uh in your in your bag. Yeah, the image for the chaos pack on your website is very funny. You went to the trouble of getting a picture of a sock and putting it in there. I thought that was really good. Yeah, it's like a sock and a spoon and then some art and stuff. So, you know, you never know what you're yeah. going to get. All right. Yeah. And then for me, I'm, I'm still on Twitter at Jay Brandstetter. Uh, you know, still on YouTube is there. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still doing just my, my Florida Man series. It's pretty fun. The last one was about why uh, Florida's license plate has two oranges on it instead of one. It's a pretty funny story. And it's like, two minutes long. So yeah, check it out. And then uh, also I might have another show coming out soon. I've been, uh, I'm, I won't say it too much until it comes out, but it's going to be like a local issues one that I'm going to be putting out on my personal thing. So that'll be kind of fun because it's, uh, it has to do with like a local activist woman I was talking to about like a thing she wanted to do. And we were talking about her idea for like an art program here, like an art station was pretty interesting. And it was like, she's like, well, I have a hard time finding people that are interested in it. I was like, well, we should build an audience first. Then they might be into it. So we've been kind of talking about that. So it's, it's neat to kind of have, you know, just kind of spread that out a little bit more, especially on top of all this. But I'm, I'm excited, but this show has been doing fantastic. I'm really enjoying the research for it, and I've got some more fun episodes lined up next time. So, uh, you know, until, until the next episode. Yeah, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon. I'm from the Internet is created by Jay Brandstetter and Winslow Domain. Edited by Steve Brown. Music by Steve Isbrook.
All right. You know what, Steve? I would like to chat, uh, but how funny it would be like, bro, we got to get rid of Jay. Because this, this me and you, we can do this shit ourselves. All right. But I'm actually going to go piss too.